welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, we uh, we got a caller that called in, um, fan of the show, uh, and his question was, basically, how do you talk to sellers about um, creative financing strategies? So what we're going to do is we're going to play his message right now for you guys, and then um, we're going we're gonna to tackle that, and we're going to answer that for you on this show. So here we go. Hey, Jonathan, Jeff, uh, congratulations on your year mark and your 20,000 downloads. I love your podcast. Listen to all of them. Actually, listen to most of them twice. Um, just think it's excellent, and I've continued to refer to other people who want to learn more about this. You guys are doing a great job. Um, really, I appreciate all the time and effort you put into it. One of the things that I would love to hear, if uh, you guys think it will work, is to hear kind of urge and uh, things that help to explain or lead uh, a potential seller into um, into the conversation because we can know sometimes you know like Jeff has explained uh, talking about it too much or trying to teach people too much about it isn't in their benefit or ours necessarily but there's a certain amount of it that you know of course does need to be explained so that people can feel comfortable with it and i just would like to know some of the ways to help people to um accept kind of where we're coming from because uh, how it's presented how it's framed the framework in which you place it certainly um will uh help people to either be open to understanding it or closing it off right away and so just wanted to hear some of the uh, maybe some of the ways that this information is presented to sellers, different word tracks that seem to work. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. <clears throat> OK, so that was Dustin, I believe, from California. Big shout out to Dustin. Thank you so much for your feedback. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and yeah, let's dive into his question, Jeff. So I think we can look at this a couple of different ways. One would be when you're talking to a seller for the very first time, so you're pre-screening the seller and how you're, you're putting this possibility of using terms out there and see if they're open to it. I think then there's another <clears throat> scenario where you could be making a cash offer and the cash offer just, you're not getting there. And you then bring up, well, maybe I do have another solution and so I thought we could run through some scenarios. Uh, I'll do a role play with you, Jonathan. And yep. just I'm going to I have no notes in front of me. I don't have our seller intake form and I don't normally do this anymore. So I'm going to wing this. Cool. So if I forget a few things, you know, so be it. All right. Let's start there. So um, why don't we set this up as if uh, you're calling me? 
based on some kind of marketing, because I think that's what most people are doing right now. And then we'll add in how you might do it if you were calling out, you know, making a cold call or calling a for sale by owner for rent. Perfect. Ring, ring, ring. Hi. Hi, this is, uh, my name is Jonathan. I got a postcard from you guys um, about wanting to buy my house. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for calling. Yeah. So, uh, are you interested in, in selling a property right now? I am, yeah. Oh, perfect. My name's Jeff, by the way, and uh, I'd be happy to gather some information, see what we can do for you. Is that good? Sounds good to me. Perfect. Um, so, before we even get started, Jonathan, I want to make sure um, that this would be a good fit. We're, we're investors, and we buy properties one of two ways, cash or terms. What we're going to do is I'm going to gather some information from you about the property and about your situation that'll help me make the best possible offers to you. And when I say offers, we might be able to create several different options for you um, if you're open to it. And if at any point in time you don't think it's a good fit, just tell me no. We'll part friends and I'm going to do the same for you. Is that fair? That's fair to me. Perfect. All right. So, Jonathan, tell me the address of the property. Uh, one, two, three, Investor Row. Okay. And is it a single family home? Single family home. It's um, four bedrooms, um, three baths. Uh, it's over 2,000 square feet. Um, and it's in a good neighborhood. Okay. Uh, what about the condition of the property? Well, it's been a rental for 20 plus years. Um, and so I think uh, there's some wear and tear from that. Um, but it's, you know, it's. It's not completely outdated. Uh, the house was built in the 50s, and it's been, you know, we've upgraded the kitchen since then. We put in some tile. Um, we, yeah, we've we've painted it a couple times, but you know, probably probably could use uh, some TLC. Is it currently rented, or uh, what's the situation right now? Uh, well, I got some tenants in there that uh, kind of stopped paying rent. So uh, are they still there? They are still there. I feel for you. I've been there before. Yeah. But being a landlord, you know, part of being a landlord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So when was the last time that you actually saw the property? Were you in it recently? No, it's it's been several years. I live out of state. Okay. Um, do you have a property management company handling things? I do not. Okay. So you're just dealing with it from out of state. Right. I bet that could be a headache sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, honestly, it, it's, it's never a problem until they stop paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, so when was the last time that you saw it? Oh, probably three years ago. Okay, so is it safe to assume that it probably will need some updating? It'll probably need some paint, carpet, um you know, anything else that you're familiar with, like roof or HVAC furnace? <clears throat> yeah, so the uh, so I I definitely think it'll probably need um, paint and carpet and that kind of stuff, um, just from the wear and tear from the tenants. Um, but yeah, the roof the roof probably needs replaced because it's kind of at the end of its life. Um, got newer windows in it. Uh, and the HVAC systems, um, probably five years old or something like that. Okay. Is the only reason that you're interested in selling because you're having issues with tenants or 
uh, why are you looking to sell now? Uh, because I, I don't want to deal with these tenants anymore. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of been a pain living in another state and trying to manage this thing. I totally understand. Deal with a lot of people in your situation. So, uh, and I've been a landlord before, like I said. All right. Um, so if we can figure out a good price or terms, uh, how soon are you looking to do something? Right away. Okay. Right away. I'd be happy to get rid of it tomorrow. Okay. What about, um, uh, right now, I have, what, what have you done to sell it? Are you, do you have it listed with the realtor? I called you. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so let's, I assume that this property is free and clear. Is that true? This, yeah, that is true. Okay, good. Um, do you have any idea what the taxes may run on this property? No, 1300 a month. Okay. Or a year, excuse me. <laughs> okay. And as far as your tenants, are they paying their own utilities or are you paying anything? Uh, I pay water, sewer, trash. What do you think that runs about a month? Uh, it's about 60 bucks. In summertime, it goes up when they're watering the grass. To okay. 120 bucks. Okay. And uh, your. Uh, so, what do you think? Um, in terms of rent, what are you getting in rent? Or when they were paying, actually, um, thirteen hundred a month. Okay, is that you think that's about market rent? No, I think that's well below. I think it could probably rent out for you know sixteen to eighteen, maybe two thousand. Okay, all right. I've just I've had these tenants in there for a long time, and they said that they wanted to buy the house. Um, so I've I haven't really raised the rent. <clears throat> okay. Uh, how long have you owned this property, Jonathan? Oh, 25 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, any emotional attachment to it, or are you just ready that you're... No, I'm kind of over that. You're done. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, you do remember I mentioned that we buy properties one of two ways, cash or terms. Are yeah. you open to taking payments for your equity? Well, what does that mean? Well, I'm not sure yet, but how about this? You, you're already a landlord. What if I could continue to get you that cash flow that you're getting that you've you know gotten for the last 25 years, but without all the headaches that you've dealt with? So no management, no maintenance, no repairs, no tenants, no nothing. You're the bank, and you just continue to get a check every month. I think I'd be open to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, let me make sure. So uh, let me get your phone number. Is this the best number to reach you at? Yes. Perfect. And do you use email? I do. And what's your email? Uh, it's investorrow at gmail.com. Perfect. So what I'm going to do, if it's all right with you, is I'm going to do some due diligence. I'll do it in the next 24 hours. We'll email you over some different options that we've come up with. Uh, you'll probably talk to my partner that will walk you through and explain each one. And then why don't we just figure out which one works best for you, and then we'll move forward. How's that? Sounds pretty good. Awesome. All right. Then uh, we'll be in touch, uh, whether me or my partner, in the next 24 hours. 48 the most. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate you calling. Thank you, Jeff. You bet. Cool. There you go, guys. So pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, Jeff does not have a script in front of him, and I know he has more questions on his actual intake form but 
that's really how you get to it. You ask the question, are you open to taking terms or, as you say, payments for your equity? That's right. And if they say, what does that mean? You tell them, I don't really know yet because... I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've talked about this on the show before, um, that you don't you don't know what that looks like yet because um, you don't know what it's going to rent for, what the market rents are. Uh, this condition. one was a little easier because you said it was free and clear, so we have <laughs> lots of options available to us. Right. But if you would have told me, hey, I've got a monthly payment of $1,000 a month, it's renting for 13 and now all of a sudden our options may have dwindled quite a bit. Right. That is true. And I, I just wanted to... Uh, I wanted to be a tired landlord because I mean that there's tired landlords all over the all over the country, right? And that's a pretty common scenario. Um, someone has a long-term tenant in the property, they stop paying, and then you know the especially if they're an out-of-state landlord, they don't want to deal with the property anymore. So one of the questions that I can tell you that I didn't ask that I absolutely should have, and now I'm kicking myself, is what's the price that you're looking for yeah. for the property? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, even even if you've done this for many, many years, it certainly helps to have something in front of you when yes. you're doing this, just so that you're not forgetting something. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I, don't, I don't really think that you want to read off a script. You want to just be very familiar with it yeah. and uh, make sure that you can scan it to make sure that you are getting all the information. Right. It's just, it's just your checklist. Yeah. And every professional salesman out there, anytime they're on the phone, they have a script in front of them. They don't sound like they're reading off a script, but it's, they use it more as a checklist. That's right. And I don't, I don't even call sellers back until I'm in front of my, uh, my script that I have in Podio. And as you can tell... I, most of the time when I talk to sellers, it's not the preliminary piece, it's a secondary piece. Yeah, and the post offer. Yeah, or we're still gathering some additional information, but most of it's already been gathered. Right, right. So I may not be the best person to uh, replicate right now just because I'm a little out of practice, but I do train people to do this. So, yeah, um, no, it's understandable. Yeah. But uh, so let, let's let's talk about if there were some objections and typically the objection that everyone is afraid to ask is what do you owe on your property? The way that I like to deal with that, first of all, if you ask it with confidence, you'll be surprised how little resistance that you get when you ask it as like you're afraid to ask it you will encounter a lot more resistance. And right. I know that sounds really odd, but I have I have dealt with so many new investors teaching them how to pre-screen a seller, and I truly believe that a lot of it is just how you ask Confidence, it. Yeah. yeah. So you can ask it in a number of different ways. You could ask it, so I just assume that your house is free and clear. If the property's free and clear, they will tell you. That, yeah. That's not an issue. Yeah, they'll say yes. Yeah. Or if they say no, then you just oh. say, oh, oh, I, how I, much I, do you owe? Yeah, I thought it would have been free and clear. but um, So approximately how much do you owe on that? Right. Well, why do you need to know that? So the way that I like to do it is I like to set an agenda. And that agenda was, look, I'm going to ask you some questions about the property and about your personal situation. 
The more information I can gather, the better the, inf- the better the offers I can make you. Do you remember when I mentioned that? Do you remember also that we buy properties one of two ways, cash or terms? For me to make you the best possible offer, I need to understand what I'm working with. So what kind of debt? I don't need to know exacts. Can you give me a ballpark? Approximately how much do you owe on the property? What's your monthly payment? Does that include taxes and insurance? And now, what if I ask them two, maybe three times, and they're still resistant? Look, I, I totally understand. You don't know me. I'm a stranger, and you know maybe I'm asking questions that are making you uncomfortable, and I apologize for that. And you can do one of two things. I assume that by not giving me this information that you would just like a cash offer and you would not like any other offers or other choices. Uh Or two, you just take it and either you have someone else call them back 24 hours later saying, hey, I just wanted to verify a few things because I'm telling you, it's almost like 100% the second time that person will get that information almost always. Right. Right. And the way I always ask the question is how much is owed against the property? So I separate the debt from the person. Sure. Um, And I've, I've always had uh, good success with that. There's a number of ways to do it. Yeah. But I love how you, you give them the reasoning, like the more information I have, the better offers I can get you. Like you give them a reason for that. And of course they're going to want better offers. So why wouldn't they give you that information? Yeah. Well, and then now that the other objection that tends to come up is just like you asked, well, I'm not sure what payments for your, for my equity means. And my response always is the very first time that we're talking is I'm not really sure yet either. But after I do some due diligence, I will start to get a little better idea. Um, What it means is that, and in this case, this person was a landlord. So it was easy to kind of transition to, hey, you know, we can do exactly what you're doing right now, except we can eliminate all the headaches. But what if it was just a homeowner? So one of the things that I would say is like, it's like being a landlord um, getting cash flow, but without all the headaches, or it's a way that you can make more money on your equity or on your debt than you would normally get. Is there something that you have in mind for this money? Um, because if they don't, now it's a pretty easy transition into, well, let me show you how, you know, you can earn more money, a better price and more money on your house. If you're just willing to wait for a little bit. Right. Love it. Or something simple like, no, I'm going to make you the bank. There's a reason why those banks have those big buildings all over the place, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to make you the bank and I'm going to get you the best possible price. Um, And in some cases, I can pay you even more than retail value. Yeah, I love that. So (laughs) There's a reason those banks have big buildings all over the place. It's (laughs) true. So those are some of the transitions. And I, I am not... I, I, when I teach people how to talk to sellers, there's zero pressure, uh, zero. Uh, and I would tell you that right now, if you are talking to, let's say, 10 sellers, 20 sellers, and depending on who they are and 
you know, where you're getting these leads from. I would assume that anywhere from 30 to 50% will say, maybe I might be interested in terms. I know that's incredibly high and you don't believe it. I'm telling you it's true. Even right now in your market where it is super hot. Right. Yeah. I think most people are, if they can make more money, if, if you can show them how they can make more money, well, that, that, that they're, they're open. Really, the people that are not going to be open are two. One that needs that money for something specific, like I'm buying a new house and I want to use my equity to put down on another property, or I wouldn't be able to qualify if I, I leave this loan in place because I'm getting a new loan. That, right. that person's going to be out. Right. The second one would be more of an investor that is looking at possibly avoiding a tax consequence. So they're looking to do a 1031 exchange. Yeah. Those people are mostly out. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, not everyone is going to do this. And I can tell you, we just made an offer and the lady said, yeah, I'm open to it. And then we presented it and she's like, no, I'm not open to it. <laughs> Which happens, you know, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, once they see what you're talking about, no, no that's not of interest to me. Right. And that's all right. Real estate is a numbers game. If you are a wholesaler or rehabber, how many offers do you have to make before you get one accepted? 10, 15, 20, 25, somewhere in that range or more. Mm -hmm. It's no different with terms. Right. Except that it may not be 10, it may be 7, it may be 5. It may it's going to allow you to make a lot more offers. And get more accepted. Yeah, do more deals. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to talk quickly about maybe an intro if you were calling out to yeah. like um, a for sale by owner or for rent? Because really the only thing that's going to change is the intro. Let's do it. Okay. So if I'm calling you, ring ring. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm calling about that house that you have for sale on 123 Main Street. Okay. Is that still available? It is, yeah. Oh, oh perfect. So, uh, my name's Jeff, by the way. Hi, Jeff. I'm Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Uh, so, I, I, I wanted to talk to you about your property, but uh, really quickly, I wanted to tell you, I'm an investor. I'm looking at buying a property in that particular neighborhood. Um, we can pay cash and we can create terms. Do you have a couple of minutes? I'd love to ask you a few questions, see if this would be a good fit for us and maybe for you as well. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, perfect. And now we're we're right back in it. And what what if Jonathan had said, no, I'm not interested in dealing with an investor? Then you say, okay, well, thanks, thanks for your time. Yep. Uh, and move on. Yep. Yeah. What if it was for rent? Same kind of conversation, except that Hey, um, I saw your house for rent, Jonathan. Is that still available? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um, I'm wondering, have you considered selling it? Uh, not really. No? Um, let me ask you a quick question, Jonathan, because I really don't want to waste any of your time. What if I could show you how um, I could get you a bunch of money up front? You could continue to make some cash flow. You'll get top price, top value top cash flow for your property you no longer have to deal with any tenants or repairs is that something that might interest you yeah i don't have to deal with tenants you said yeah yeah you, you 
do you have a few minutes? We could discuss it a little more? Yeah. Perfect. And what if you said no? Then you say, okay, well, thanks thanks for your time. Yeah, move on. (laughs) Yeah. So pretty simple. Um, And I I would tell you that it it works for any kind of seller. It really does. Some sellers, some landlords would be happy to be like, yeah, I just want to be done. I've done this and I'm I'm sick of tenants. I've got to fix this up again. I don't want to. And you're providing me a solution, potentially offering me more than what I could actually get on the open market. Uh, They'd be interested. Homeowners with lots of equity, free and clear, small amounts of equity, pre-foreclosure. I mean, we just did a whole series on how we can, yeah, the best deals. Correct. So... Stop overthinking all of this. Yeah. And if you noticed, did I go into, hey, Jonathan, I want to buy your house on contract for deed. And don't (laughs) worry, the do on sale clause won't come into play. We're not there. Um, Right. And really quick, I don't know where we're at with time on this, but uh, this is what we do. And there's a ton of different ways that you can do this. But this is what we do. We pre-screen the seller very similar to how we just did it. Right. That information comes into our CRM. We have someone that then takes it, runs comps. That then comes to me. I write the offers. I then send it to my acquisition person. He emails it to them and then texts them to let them know that, hey, I just emailed you some offers. When's a good time that we can go over them? And then he continually calls until he gets them and we can chat about it. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. And we get creative financing deals and we work in three, four, soon to be five states. And guess what? They they work in all the states. (laughs) Right. Right. And we've talked about that. Like you need to know in your area if you can use a contract for deed or um, if what they do is all inclusive or wraparound mortgage. Um, so we're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, let's end this right here. What do you think? Um, could we could we do like the follow up call when um, you know they're like, hey, I'm kind of interested in this offer, but I'm not sure. When, I mean, walking them through the through the offers yeah, that, sure. that you send. Yeah. Because um, there is some additional information, so I think that would be. I think that would be good, and um, I think that would kind of conclude um, how you present, you know, creative financing to sure. sellers. So, we'll end this right here, guys. Stay tuned to our next episode because um, it'll be the follow-up to this one on um, walking sellers through these creative offers you just sent them. Uh, any last words, Jeff? Well, yep, yeah. and I'm I'm getting the opportunity to talk to. A bunch of our listeners and get feedback from them first of all rate and review us uh, that that's certainly something that's really important to us call us send your questions I, I, I've really made it a, a priority to get back to people and uh, I've talked to Dustin I've talked to some uh, pretty Other much callers. everyone else that's, that's called, called in, in. yeah so keep bringing us that feedback uh, I love working with new and experienced investors, and if we can help you, we will. Yeah, and I, I would add to that that if you guys out there are interested in working with Jeff, he does have an apprenticeship program. Um, 
and it's for people who are working, who live in the markets that he's working in. Um, but if you live across the, you know, across the nation, uh, in New York somewhere, um, he's looking for commercial deals all over. Yeah, um, so, multifamily or bigger apartments. And he has a great apprenticeship program that teaches you how to go out and look for deals, and it, he teaches you how to pre-screen sellers just like we did. Um, he has a whole training program, and guess what? It's free of charge, guys. Free of charge. And you know, I know all, there's so many other people out there selling education, um, and this is the same education um, because Jeff spends a lot of money on his own education, and then he literally just passes this on to his apprentices and um, has them, you know, come and bring leads to him, and they work on deals together. So if you're interested in that. Um, give us a call, 877-409-8090, 877-409-8090 is the Creative Financing Hotline. It just goes to a voicemail, so leave us a message there. Um, you can also find us on the web, the creativefinancingpodcast.com. Check out our YouTube videos. Coming soon. Yeah. If they're not up yet. Yeah, they better be up by now. <laughs> All right. Until next time, guys, create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.